0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Lewis Drug, Great Life Health and Fitness, and Fireplace Pros.
1: And welcome back to the show. I'm Mark Ovenden, your host, along with Neil Graff, our co-host for today. And, uh, yeah, it's just truly March Madness. We are right in the thick of it, that's for sure. Again, the girls' state tournaments start tomorrow the double A is in Sioux Falls, the A in Watertown, the B in Huron. Again, uh, you know, we were chatting about this. I'm not so sure I think there's too many classes. I'll, I'll just finish up that conversation by saying it's football to me that has clearly too many classes. I'm okay with three classes in basketball. I'm okay with that. Um, I, I'm not sure it's ever going to match the excitement that it had, not to sound like the old guy on the front porch saying, get off my lawn, but... When I first moved here, the A and the B tournaments were sold out in advance by people that just bought tickets to come to it, regardless of who was in it. And it was always full, and it was phenomenal. One was in Sioux Falls, one was in Rapid City. And we televised both of both of them, and, and it was a blast. And you don't always get that. Sometimes you do. I would say the tournament up in Aberdeen at the Barnett Center is always rocking. But it's not always rocking in Sioux Falls and in Rapid City. So... Yeah, I, 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 I just don't know that you're. Well, you're never going to go back to two classes. You'll stay at three in mm-hmm. basketball. I'm fine with that. It's football that there's too many, and we'll just end the conversation there. You okay. agree with football? Well, I, I, I
2: would. I think three classes in, uh, in, in basketball is, is doable. I, I would agree. I think we're the. Uh, issues or problems are are, are are football, and I'll just uh, mention. I remember the time before you were both the, both the A and B were in Sioux Falls, and you talk about the city really rocking over a couple week period of time. Uh, there was a lot going on when the when that arena was filled to the to the top for both of those tournaments on successive
1: weekends. Well, just like the Summit Lake tournament has been in in recent years. As Clay Metvick joins us, he's on his way back home to Minneapolis with the uh, with the clan who were down here for a couple of days vacation while Clay was doing the uh, Summit League Tournament championship games on Tuesday for ESPN. Uh, although i got to say this, Clay, uh, how much of a letdown was it for you and your crew to have, A, two blowouts with South Dakota State and Oral Roberts, both capping perfect seasons, which is uh, pretty incredible. Uh, both teams actually going, if you add it all up, both teams went 21-0 and in conference play. Uh, but as a result, I wasn't out at the men's game last night. I can't imagine the crowd was anywhere near what it would have been had South Dakota State won the night before. But the women's game, the crowd wasn't as raucous as it normally is because the game was over in the first ten minutes.
3: Yeah. I I noticed uh, at the end of the game when South Dakota State won it, it was a very subdued celebration. Um, there wasn't... The, the middle of the floor there wasn't uh, the confetti there wasn't the exuberance that you do no- normally see uh, and i and i think partly was because there was a anticipation that it was going to potentially be a blowout and uh you know they've been there and done that so many times now there's an expectation too that we were supposed to win today and the fact that the game was over after the first quarter um essentially so yeah it, it was a it was a little bit of a it, it was it, it's always great the summit league does it so well and the tournament was run as good if not better than it's ever been run the games were exciting just not the two championship games yep. so it, it, there was a little bit of a letdown and uh the two best teams are going to be representing the summit league in both the men's and the women's tournament so that's a good thing
1: yeah i mean ultimately that as a as a conference, that's what you want because you want yeah. to put your best foot forward and go as far as you possibly can in that NCAA tournament
3: yeah and South Dakota state is always going to be tough for anybody they match up with in the first round uh, you know I, I I'm not exactly sure what it is today but Charlie cream's got them probably seated you know where eight seven six I don't know uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna be a hard matchup for whoever they play in the first round and wouldn't shock me if they win a game or two there and uh, get to a Sweet 16 or something. They've got shooters. Uh, Maya Sellin's terrific. Uh, they're a little bit different this uh, this time around than some teams we've seen in the past for South Dakota State. They they always kind of worked through the post and uh, freed up three point shooters that way. Uh, this is more of a backcourt led South Dakota State team, so I think they're going to be a little bit harder to scout than what you know some teams have. Uh, been able to do in the past in, in, picking up things on the Jackrabbits. So I, I think that uh, they've got a potential to go a long way in the tournament. And, uh, as far as Oral Roberts on the men's side, I mean, they, they were absolutely perfect last night. They played a near perfect game. Uh, it was, uh, it was gonna be a tougher matchup, we thought, um, for, uh, for North Dakota State, obviously, than, uh, than it was for South Dakota State, but, I, I just, I just didn't see North Dakota State's best game last night. I was disappointed by that. The Grant Nelson just, he didn't have, he didn't have anything. And I think that's partly because of the ORU defense. Kareem Thompson locked up Nelson. And I, I want to say he had three points in the first half. And then in the second half, he, he started to, to find a few more open looks, but he, he was not getting the touches and the shots that he needed to get for North Dakota State to be competitive last night because he's their best player by far, and Oral Roberts said, you know what? We're going to let other players beat us. Uh, we're going to take our chances and let let other players shoot. They left a lot of guys wide open that just weren't hitting shots early on, and North North Dakota State could not find rhythm. They could not get looks for Nelson, and Vanover was just a, a defensive demon inside like he always is. And Asemus, he was not going to lose in his senior year. So it, it, it's, it's the best team to represent the men's side for sure. And, and Mills, Mills had a team that went to the Sweet 16 a couple of years ago. They're going to be a tough matchup for somebody in that first round. Uh, I think Lombardi's got him as a 12 seed and, you know, those, those 12 fights. Five- that's usually come and ORU is is just ripe for a for upsetting someone in that first
2: round I think. Uh, hey Clay this is Neil Graff. Uh, yeah. When you're when you're officiating in a tournament situation like you were in the this past week
1: um, calling the game. Or, or I'm <laughs> sorry
2: calling the game okay then then that makes my uh, that makes my <laughs> question kind of mute. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the, the or let, let me finish my question and maybe this has some applicability to you. Um In in calling or officiating several games over a relatively short period of time, it's kind of it's kind of stressful and tiring on your body. What do you do from a fitness level to prepare? For you know, if you're officiating, obviously, uh, that, and run, wait, wait, run, no, no, run, running right up here. and down the court, but, has, yeah. but but no, th- th- this is similar. I drove I drove out and back to Rapid City the other day, and I was sitting in the car, and I was really tired, but I wasn't doing anything. Does that apply when you're calling multiple games and you're, uh, and you're sitting? Nah. Do you get tired. <laughs> well, I'm tired <laughs> sorry, now. Sorry. I got to be honest with you,
3: but that's just because uh, you know uh, I've been calling games. I've been calling games all weekend, but it has oh. nothing to do with uh It's just because
2: I'm fat and out of shape. Okay. Uh, well, my my yeah. mistake. I thought I, I'm, I'm no, sure, i sure. I'm, I'm sure. I, Mark... I
3: appreciate. I appreciate the question. It was a nice
1: attempt at a save, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's move yeah, on. That,
2: I did my best. I did my best. Give me a little
1: credit. <laughs> oh my, that was funny. Uh. All right. So when I said calling the games, I didn't well, mean okay. officiating the game. See there, no. I, I
2: misinterpreted. Play so by sorry. play okay. on the TV. Okay. So. Uh, so Mark, my, Mark's fault. Oh,
1: my bad. Sorry. Sorry, Neil. Sorry, but as soon as you started with that, it's like, oh, Ooh, going the wrong
2: direction. There you are. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so, you know, let, let's switch gears because you, you pretty much covered it. Um, we uh, we were talking a little bit here about salary cap issues that the Vikings may have here and, and maybe having to get rid of some guys here just to get down to where they need to get to. And Kendrick's obviously is has been a casualty already. We were just talking about CJ Ham possibly being one too because he didn't figure in quite as much, uh, to the, to the scheme of things last year. What are you, what are you hearing in the, in the media up in, in the cities? Cause free agency starts in a week. You know what? I'm not
3: hearing a lot uh, just because I haven't had my ear to the ground much on that to be honest with you. I've just uh, been locked into my college prep for, uh, for my games. Uh, my, what, what seems to be The thought with the Vikings is they need to hit a big time reset, you know, after the disappointing finish to the to the season. uh, You know, I think a lot of people were were excited about what what was in the offing potentially for the playoffs, and it just didn't materialize. Now, now, what they've got to do from a from a management standpoint, I, I, I just honestly, I don't know. That's not that's not where my area of expertise lies. But I know that from a fan standpoint, a lot of people are just disappointed, and I think I think the organization's picking up on that. That there just needs to be a reset. Uh, they've got to free up some money, and they've got to do some things that, that just you know get the right personnel in there and, and move this thing forward. Because how many more years are, are, are the Vikings going to have? Uh, you know, with with the situation with Cousins, you know, and and where they might have to make a change there too to get this thing. Right, because in my opinion, it you know all of the moving parts around a quarterback uh, are important, but it's not as important as the quarterback. And I just don't know that they've got the quarterback that's going to get them to the Super Bowl. Um, to me, there the NFL is a league where there are five guys in the league, maybe a few more, but generally speaking, it's about five that are Super Bowl. Caliber quarterbacks, and the Vikings just don't have one in my opinion. I think Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback, but he's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Uh, he's a little bit too robotic. I, I I just I've never been a fan of his style of play, and that's where it begins and ends with me. I know I know that's probably not the uh, you know the inside baseball answer you want because that, that's just not my that's just not my area of studying The Minnesota Vikings. I got to be honest with you, but just as a fan. Uh, that's how I see it. If Until the Vikings get, uh, uh a really good quarterback that, that is a, a high-end QB, I just don't know that we're going to be talking any differently about this team. It's always going to be one playoff disappointment after another or missing the playoffs altogether. That's just how I see it. Um, you know, uh, we, we got Brett Favre, but we got the old Brett Favre. We, you know, we get, uh, we get somebody else that's, uh, you know, we spend a lot of money on like a Kirk Cousins, but, you know, it just didn't seem like he was the right fit. I, I don't know. I, I just think that someday the Vikings will get that. It, it's all going to change when they get the right quarterback.
1: Well, and that's why I asked you, because I know you're a huge sports fan, so we can throw anything yeah. at you. And I, I, I think, to be perfectly honest, I, I somewhat agree with that, but I, I feel like they got to – you look at what they did wrong last year, and it was their it wasn't their offense. It was their defense was horrible when it mattered the most. And and it's yeah. odd because their defense in recent years has been their strength.
3: Yeah, no, they 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 had a good team. I enjoyed watching them the little bit I did because you know generally speaking on Sundays I'm traveling back for my college game. And, uh, I you know I watched watched enough to you know pick up on on some of their strengths and weaknesses. I just I I always thought that uh, they were an overachieving team a little bit, and and luck landed on their right side quite a few times. They, they should have lost the game to Buffalo. For instance, I mean, there were several times where I thought they pulled out games where they didn't deserve to win, and uh, there were other times where they got embarrassed, like uh, the Dallas game, for instance. That I thought, yeah, that's the true that's the true Vikings colors coming out. And sure enough, in the playoffs, you know, they, they melt away pretty quickly. Uh, you know, until they get a Patrick Mahomes style quarterback, a young Aaron Rodgers style quarterback. Uh, you know, that's that's when things change for that franchise. But in my lifetime. You know,
1: I I we've never had a quarterback like that. Clay fix our guest. Clay, uh, how we talk about March Madness, and well, you know whether you're officiating a game or whether you're calling the game on the TV. I I <laughs> sorry, Neil. I I <laughs> I gotta wonder how crazy this time of year is for you, because maybe enlighten us on what your schedule is like. Because it's not like you just went and did two games in Sioux Falls and you're done for a week and a half.
3: Yeah, I, it, well, it's interesting. I had a, I had a weird week. Uh, so Friday I went to Boston and did a hockey game for the Hockey's Championship on Saturday. And then uh, then I flew up to Bristol, Connecticut for the uh, selection show for the Women's Frozen Four, which I'm going to be calling next week, and uh, did the selection show on ESPN. And then I, and then I flew from Hartford, Connecticut, to Minneapolis And that's where Lindsay and the kids picked me up to drive to Sioux Falls. Came in Monday for the semifinals, watched those games and kind of figured out what's what with the Summit League and did my homework and talked to a lot of folks. Called the games yesterday and now I'm driving back to Minneapolis and up to home and I'll do a game on Friday, uh, Miami and NC State College Baseball, but we're broadcasting remotely. So... I'm going to be doing that from Forest Lake, Minnesota. Wow! Yeah, and then and then uh, next week is uh, full blown prep for the Frozen Four it's in Duluth this year. The Women's Frozen Four, which uh, will be my third year calling that, and uh, don't know who the teams are going to be yet. Uh, I'll find out this weekend. Um, good chance that Minnesota is going to be there. Uh, the Golden Gophers are one of the better teams in the country, and uh, they're at home for the regional this weekend. Of course, hosting the Frozen Four, so they would love to pull an upset and get a chance to play for a national championship on their home ice. Uh, they upset Minnesota last year in regional. I just don't know that they've got the firepower to pull it off again this year, but we'll, we'll find out.
1: I know you do a lot of different sports. Uh, what's your favorite?
3: Oh, uh, it's it's hockey. I, I I really enjoy hockey, and and the people at ESPN know that. Uh, it's just we. We don't have a lot of games uh, in our inventory for college hockey, but the ones uh, that they do have, they they do a great job at getting me as many as they can. Uh, they've funneled more to me here the last couple of years than they ever have. I've been more vocal about wanting them, and uh, and they've obliged me. So after the women's Frozen Four, I'll also do the men's NCAA regionals and send a team to the Frozen Four. I've got to go out to Allentown later this month the regional so i'll do that
1: and how weird is it to be doing a baseball game from your living room well
3: i actually am doing it from a, a real estate basement uh in in forest lake because uh, a buddy of mine owns a real estate office and uh, he's got high speed internet in his in his basement in in town so i i rent a little office <coughs> in that building because our internet where we live is so bad <laughs> Uh, it's not—it's high speed, but it's not high speed enough to uh, do a national broadcast. From right. So, I—I uh, I go ten minutes into town, and it, it's been just fine the last few years.
2: Neil, you still there? Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, Clay. You mentioned hockey is your favorite call. Um, what part of the country did you grow up in? Did you play hockey? Was that your favorite sport growing up, or were you a no, multi-sport you know, athlete?
3: No, no. It's funny. I, I never, I never played the game, but it's—it's it's one of the sports that it, it probably tickled me the most when i was younger i i remember i remember the night uh, that the us team beat the russians in the uh, 80 olympics and i was watching that with my dad and and uh, i remember that vividly and that's the first hockey game i remember watching with my dad uh, i was 7 at the time and it was it was uh, it, it was the start of my love affair with the sport even though i never played it and when I was growing up, we didn't have youth hockey in the towns where I lived. So, uh, and if you're not skating by three or maybe four at the latest in Minnesota, you're behind, and you're probably behind by two years. So, I just I never I never played the game, but I always loved it, and I always appreciated it. And it broke my heart when the North Stars left. Um, I I've. I, I, I've, I've always appreciated it and I've, I've learned how to call the game over the years. It, it, it didn't come naturally because again, when you play it, you just know the nuances of it better. Well, I had to learn those and, uh, fortunately I did and fortunately being in Minnesota and working at a hockey arena when I was in high school and, you know, uh, that, that all helped make me, I think, a, a better aficionado of hockey, so to speak. and. Uh, it's 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 turned into a pretty nice part of my career
1: well you do a great job doesn't matter what the sport but yeah i love hockey too being a bostonian and um yeah it's uh it's it's a fast moving sport we'll talk another day when we've got more time about how difficult it is to prepare as a play-by-play guy for hockey because it if you know who all the players are it's a piece of cake yeah if you don't know who all the players are it could be a nightmare no, that's, that, my next week,
3: that's what it's going to be. It's going to be about names and numbers. I'm just going to do a lot of memorization, you know, because uh, at any one time, 20 different people could be on the ice, and that's just for one team. So it's all about names and numbers. Uh, I've got four teams to memorize between now and next weekend.
1: Well, you'll do it, I'm sure, because you do a great <laughs> yeah. job. Great to have you in Sioux Falls. Sorry we didn't spend yeah, our time together. But I
3: know. I wish I, could have, I had a little more time to talk with you, Marco. Hey, by the way. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame, too, man. I'm I, I'm really proud of you.
1: I'm proud of you too. We'll talk later, okay? Give Lynn right, a hug for me and say hi to the family.
3: See you guys. Take right, care.
1: See ya, Clay pick our guest. We'll be right back. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience
0: you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank. Banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not
2: FDIC insured. Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life. You sit out when others head out. You find yourself saying, not today, when you really wish you could. If you've been avoiding the activities you used to love, Make a change. The expert team at Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can guide you through a full scope of orthopedic care. We have surgical and non-surgical treatment options that manage your pain to get you back in action because life is better with the freedom to move. Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. Business owners, farmers, ranchers, and fleet managers. Do you need tax deductions for 2022? Billion Ram has trucks on the ground, on the way, or you can place an order and take delivery before the end of the year. Ram 1500s, 2500s, and 3500s can all be purchased at fleet pricing. Contact Billion Dodge Sales to see what discounts you qualify for. Don't miss out on end-of-year tax incentives on a hard-working new Ram truck. Drive strong at BillionRam or BillionAuto.com. For details on Section 179 tax deductions, visit irs.gov.
0: That to-do list you have needs one more thing chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King.
1: And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden, with guest host Neil Graf. Great to have you with us here today. Uh, Lewis Drug, 81 years old this year. I know I talk about that a lot, but I, you know, Neil, where would we be without Lewis Drug? You, you, I think last time we talked about it, you said you'd, you go in there about four or five times a week. Again, you you don't pay attention to it. You just go there when you need stuff. Well, you know, t-
2: t- talking about that, the frequency where that I go to Lewis Drug, it, it, to me it's just kind of an iconic establishment. I go there. Uh, I don't even think about it anymore. I mean, I don't make a conscious effort. I just I need something. I just uh, invariably gravitate toward Lewis Drug. I mean, so it's... Uh, um, it's it's it, it's one of those places where it's so ingrained into my life, and I think obviously a lot of people's life if they've been around for 81 years, it's so ingrained in our lives that we just go there automatically.
1: I agree, and you know what? If you're hungry, I know where you can go too. Uh, when's the last time you had a Reuben sandwich Let's at Arby's? See, this is Wednesday. I had it over the weekend. It was either Friday or Saturday, maybe Saturday. Is, do you always get the Reuben? You do, don't you? I do. I, I
2: think I've mentioned before, I've, I, I go in there with good intentions, wanting to try something different, but then I just gravitate back to that Reuben. I, I, I go by there occasionally and my mouth almost starts watering, thinking about it. So when
1: I do go in there, I just can't pass it up. <laughs> well, you know what? If it if it means that much to you, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I get it. I feel I'm the same way about the roast beef sandwiches. So, Hey, thanks for being here. We, we missed Chad because he was down in his basement doing... Doing cleaning up, and he missed the phone call. And he he texted back, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." He was really looking forward to being on the show today, so we'll get on. We'll get him on again next Wednesday. Thanks for listening.